0: welcome back to the oral health podcast now obviously we had quite a really in-depth discussion with Sue and Katie from Marie Curie last week about the changes that our mouths go through at end of life Um, Today I want to focus a little bit more on one part of the body. So we've got Dr. Carolyn Hijazi here from uh, the University of Aberdeen and the British Heart Foundation to talk us through heart health and oral health links. A really really interesting topic and um, as we're discussing systemic links this week really really vital and um, it's good to shed some light on that. So without further ado I'm going to let Dr. Hijazi introduce herself and I will speak to you again in a second. Carolyn, do you want to just talk us a little bit through your research?
1: Um, so my name is Carolyn Hijazi. I'm a clinical reader at the Institute of Dentistry of the University of Aberdeen. Um, and uh, I work closely with um, a, other medical disciplines around the School of uh, Medicine, Medical Sciences and Nutrition. Um, and one of those is the um Center for Diabetes and Cardiovascular Sciences. So my 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 research is focused on the, the study of how um, bugs colonizing the human body, mainly bacteria colonizing the lining of cavities. How those bacteria in- interact with with the lining with the lining of cavities, like the mouth, and how they can shift to become pathogenic and they become pathogenic by causing disease in the mouth but also by causing disease um, by causing inflammation uh, systemically around the body and that systemic inflammation is um, essentially really what drives the link between orobacteria and the plaques that build within within vessels that then um, cause heart attacks, essentially. A specific bug which colonizes the mouths of healthy individuals, um, but increases in numbers in, in patients who have um, gum disease. It's called Porphyromonas gingivalis. is very well studied for its incredible abilities to hijack the, the immune system, very sophisticated ability to hijack the immune system, and um, it's really been a prototype uh, for for understanding how bacteria can evade the the immune system, how how bacteria which um, under certain conditions uh, colonize the body and cause no problems can then. Shift, alter the fine balance with the immune system, and and cause serious inflammatory responses um, that will in turn cause disease locally, but but also also systemically. And uh, the relationship between this, the, this bacterium, Porphyromonas gingivalis, mm-hmm. and um, ischemic heart disease is, is an example of that. And uh, we are working to strengthen the research um, and the evidence um, to support the links between oral health and cardiac health, and hopefully, in time, see. Um, oral health prevention guidelines uh, embedded universally in secondary prevention um, guidelines for ischemic heart disease patients.
0: That is absolutely fascinating and I I will admit I haven't flossed this morning and I'm going to go ahead and do that straight after I leave here because uh, (laughs) that's that's horrifying. (laughs) Now um, can we just have a little bit of a chat about plaque because we've heart plaque and we hear tooth plaque. Um, really simple question, are they different things or are they the same thing?
1: Misleadingly, both um, called plaques, but the plaques in the vessels are essentially mostly fat deposits, The deposits of, flat, of fat and immune cells and inflammatory cells, uh, whilst the plaque in the mouth is actually a buildup of bacteria uh, and the environment surrounding the bacteria. Yes, so in answer the, to your question, they're completely different entities.
0: Okay, good to know. I had a feeling, but it's always helps, it's always helpful to check. Um, now, when we think about heart-friendly diet, um, I imagine there's quite a bit of crossover with a tooth-friendly diet. Is that right? Uh,
1: yes, the, the the crossover between a tooth-friendly diet and a heart-friendly diet is really a healthy diet and an avoidance of foods that will put patients more at risk of eating um, very serious problems like diabetes and uh, obesity, which um, in turn are very well-recognised risk factors for both periodontal disease and coronary artery disease.
0: Oh, good to know. Okay, so one of the things as well, because we're discussing systemic links um, with the mouth and the rest of the body, is um, I wanted to have a little bit of chat about how heart conditions can affect oral health and I guess vice versa how oral health conditions can affect heart health
1: and a lot of research has gone into uh, un- understanding how periodontal disease affects heart disease and um, there's lesser research but some nonetheless on um, how heart disease affects oral health and um, that's um, indeed one of the projects that we're undertaking at the moment. Um, So we have uh, recruited a cohort of patients who uh, suffered from a heart attack um, a couple of years back and essentially we are monitoring how preventative measures for secondary disease, so for um, how the package of measures to prevent recurrence of heart attacks can actually impact their oral health irrespective of any um, dental, dental care. Um, so there's a lot less known about how cardiac health affects Oral, oral health. Uh, a lot more literature, a lot more literature on how oral health affects cardiac health. Uh, most studies are um, association studies in that um, in a clinical setting it's very difficult um, and really impossible to infer a cause-effect relationship between the two but what we're doing in our group is trying to understand the molecular mechanisms within the bacteria that switch on the potential of orobacteria to become atherogenic pathogens. Atherogenic pathogens meaning um, uh, acquire the ability to um, accelerate the build-up of plaques and fat deposits within within the vessels.
0: What about their medications? How do heart medications impact your oral health?
1: So different types of medications regulating um, blood pressure and really used in... Um, um, Patients who suffer from from heart disease to to lower their their blood pressures can cause different um, types of of issues in in the mouth. An example are is uh, calcium channel blockers, which essentially cause your gums um, to become bigger, your your, your gums to grow, um, and um, plaque control. Uh, can become a lot more challenging uh, because bugs build within uh, the pockets and the creases of the tissues overgrowing. Um, so that's really the main issue with calcium channel blockers and then um, ACE inhibitors for example things like ramipril and, um, and beta blockers um, which can cause um, something called a lichenoid reaction it's a form of inflammation of the lining of the lining of the mouth which in um, in some cases in a subgroup of patients can can cause a lot of a lot of pain actually and, and interfere with oral functions and can be become very difficult to treat unless the, the medication is withdrawn. And replaced for for another type of medication, so in truth, I mean, it is not the biggest problem we we have. It, it can become the issue of the lichenoid reactions it can be a problem for some patients, but there's but there's ways to treat them.
0: Now on the topic of um of medication, I uh Karen obviously who normally co-hosts the podcast, she sent me up here with this question about um bacterial endocarditis and uh, the medications that you get for that because it used to be obviously it was given as a precaution to everybody and now the guidelines have kind of changed. Can you talk me through that?
1: So is indeed a real concern is a really life-threatening condition. Uh, the prognosis is, is very poor however it's not common. In the UK we're reporting an incidence of uh, 3 to 10 per 100,000 people. So it's, 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 it's relatively is relatively rare um, and guidelines. Um, so the guidelines which largely draw on nice recommendations uh, don't actually call for indiscriminate uh, antibiotic cover uh, before invasive treatment. Um, the antibiotic cover is only recommended for uh, um, a very specific group group of people. Uh, Namely, those who have had endocarditis before, those who have had um, any valve surgery, and those with congenital heart disease. Uh, But even then, the recommendation is to actually liaise with the cardiology team and seek advice on whether antibiotic cover is is appropriate.
0: Okay, now lastly, um, kind of an important question um, on the topic of you know medical history and medical conditions why is it important that a dentist has the full picture of someone's physical health as well as their oral health?
1: Without sounding too dramatic I would go as far as saying that um, probably any dentist who uh, doesn't have full knowledge of a patient's medical history and, and 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 medications should really refrain from providing any dental care particularly any form of invasive dental treatment as um, medical conditions as well as medications can have a whole range of 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 implications the mouth is uh, a mirror of the body um, as they say please um, engage uh, engage with your uh, dental professional and um, um, help them to to provide uh, the best quality and the holistic care that you expect to to receive in one that um, views mouth health in the context of um, uh, of your general health and um and be reminded that um several medical conditions uh, affect your, your your mouth health and vice versa
0: a great note to end on um yeah thank you so much carolyn for sitting and talking to me thank you to british heart foundation and university of aberdeen for making this conversation possible and uh, yeah, I hope that you learn a lot. Next week we're going to be talking about sustainability, so oral health and the environmental impacts. Um really interesting stuff coming up, so hopefully I'll see you next week and thank you for listening. <laughs>